power of agreement. The power of agreement. I'm beginning to realize more and more there's so much power in agreement. If two shall agree concerning anything on the earth that they will ask from the Father, Jesus said it will be granted. Matthew 18, verse 19. If two shall agree, all I need is two people agreeing. That's why I will say it again, Satan is so afraid of the family. A husband and wife, he's scared of them. Anything that Satan is afraid of, he attacks. He was afraid of the first family when God created them. And gave them authority over everything, including every creeping thing on the earth. And Satan was on the earth. He was afraid, so he tempted them and caused trouble. So everything that Satan is afraid of, he fights, he tempts to get them away from the truth. Has God said, has God said, did God say, if you are the son of God, these are the things just to get you away from it. Satan really hates the family because if a husband and wife can fully be in agreement, Satan has nothing against that family. I mean agreement in God. Notice it's a covenant between a man and his wife and God himself. The very first marriage was conducted by God himself. He brought the man and the woman together. And the Bible says they will become one flesh. And Satan was scared of that. So Satan comes against husbands and wives. They fight a lot before they get to church in the morning. They leave home happy, but as soon as they get in the car, he says, why did you look at me that way? I wasn't looking at you. There comes World War III. And then as soon as they get to church, they dust off all of that. Hey, brother. Hey, how fine. You know, you were fighting, man. You were fighting with your wife a few minutes ago. And it's wonderful. We're doing good. The kids are fine. Everybody's happy. Now you just lied. You were fighting. But that, hap- that happens. Because the enemy doesn't like it. Because he knows if two people can fully be in agreement. God begins to show up. The presence of God comes into that place. Because Jesus said, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, and in the home where the husband and the wife, both of them are serving God, and God's the head of the family, guess who is there? Divine presence. And you can't have divine presence without peace. You can't have divine presence Without shalom. Shalom means prosperity, peace. You can't have that in a home where there, is a full, where there is full agreement and they agree in prayer. This is what we want for our family. That's exactly what's going to happen. When I'm concerned, like this weekend, just a little bit, put my daughter aside and I'm going to give her some word in prayer. And I told her, you got to agree with me. And she was in agreement with me. You don't have to worry about those steps. We are in God. And I know without a doubt, God's heard us. 
I don't even have to think. If devil reminds me, you sure? I say, yeah. You cannot be sure than the way I feel right now, devil. You want to find out how sure I am? I'll let you know. The word of God is spoken. If two shall agree concerning anything on the earth, if they are on the earth, just two people, if they agree, God will do it. God will do it. Sometimes we want to look at scriptures, but Jesus told us, I assure you, I'm going to assure you, if you got just two people on the earth, just two, in agreement, not coming out of agreement. Many times you got people that will pray with you when you're sick. And you say, well, we pray, we rebuke the cancer. Come out of this person. And then they move away from you and say, you know, that type of cancer is really bad. I know somebody that had that cancer. They didn't last for two weeks. They just came out of agreement. They thought they were in agreement, but they are really not in agreement. Your heart wasn't in it. All the time they were praying, they were thinking about the person that died after they got that cancer. They were not fully in agreement. So find somebody that you know believe in this area that you have faith in and call them and say, agree with me. I know that you can agree with me because I know you know the scriptures. Come, let's brother, sister, hold my hands. We are in agreement. And according to the words of Jesus, heaven will recognize it. Because you got two individuals standing on the earth. And they are agreeing with heaven. And they receive their blessings. Just two. Just two on the earth. I may not beat this because it's really important. Just two. If two. Conditional. Just two people. Jesus said, I assure you. Just two people in agreement. You got financial problems. You and your wife agree in God. And then rejoice. When you have faith, it shows in your action and in obedience. When, when Eli said to Hannah, go your way, the God of Israel, grant your, your petition. Instantly, their countenance changed. Nothing happened. But she believed the backsliding priest. And change their attitude. After you have agreed with your mate, then act like God's already blessed you. And start making plans for the blessing that's on his way. That's called faith. That's true faith. That's what honors God. When you can trust him in the presence of situations that don't make sense. But you are standing based on God's word alone. The same word that, that's holding the universe together. You are standing on his word. That honors him. And he comes through. Because he says he watches over his word to perform it. Why? When he sees somebody handling the word and resting on the word. Then God says it's time for us. It's always an appointed time. So what God's looking for is just generally one man. Because earth, somebody on the earth has to fully be in agreement with heaven for heaven, for heaven's will, heaven's will to be done on the earth. There's got to be a man that is fully in agreement in whatever area 
on the earth with heaven because the heaven wants to bless the earth. God must work with a man to bring good on the earth. If God's going to do something good for the earth, God must work, I said must work with a man. If there is no man, God may want to do whatever, but he cannot do it because the earth he has given to the sons of men. If you don't want it in your family, even though God wants to bless your family, until you begin to show God in your actions and your words that you really want God in your family and you really want His blessing in your family, God can do absolutely nothing. That's why He told us, pray this way, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If God's will is just automatically done because He's God, why pray that way? Why will He instruct us to pray that way? Give us this day our daily bread. Will a father not feed his child? But he wants you to be in agreement first with him. Say it from your mouth. Act it with your actions so that God knows, yes, we are in agreement. That's why those who go to uh, witch doctors or palm readers, once you go there, Satan already is taking your action as agreement with him and they move into your home and your life. The same principle. It's a spiritual principle. And if you understand these principles, you walk according to the principles. But if you don't understand, then Satan is going to really destroy. My people perish for lack of knowledge. No understanding. So those words are very important. God's looking for somebody on the earth to agree with him. It doesn't have to be a long time of prayer, an hour. It could be five minutes. In prayer, but God found somebody who is trusting and in full agreement with him. He walked through that person. That's all it takes. The one hour, two hours time I spent, that's all words. All meaning you're telling God, I mean business. I want you to do this. That's all it takes. Doesn't have to be one hour. But see, God's looking for somebody. Ezekiel chapter 22 verse 30 says, So I sought... Meaning, I was looking. I sought. You know how to seek for something? That's God seeking. Looking through everyone. Oh, he brought... No, this one won't do it. Oh, no. Until he finds... I sought for a man among them. Who will make a wall. And stand in the gap. Make a wall. And stand in the gap before me. A man among them. Where? On the earth, right? A man among them who will make a wall. You know what that wall is for? Stopping the enemy. You say, enemy, I don't agree with you anymore. We were in agreement with you. We've been speaking this way over our families for so long. We talk sickness and disease all the time in our home. We talk want and all the time in my home. We don't trust Jesus. We talk sin, sin, sin all the time in my home. We're constantly, you build a wall to stop it. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, what did God say? He'll hear from heaven. He'll heal the land. To build the wall and stand in the gap. In other words, 
when, you are in, when we are not yet in agreement with, uh, with God, there is a gap. He is over there and we are over here. It happens with the, the uh, man that died. And Jesus gave us that parable. And that fellow was saying to the fellow, tell him to put some, a drop of water. He said, there is a gulf between us and this. We can't get to you and you can get here. See, when we are not in agreement with God, he wants to give you some water, but there is a gulf. There is a gap there. To stand in the gap. That's what he's saying. God's just looking for a man. Because until there is a man, God cannot really reach out to us. To stand in the gap before me on the behalf of the land. Just one man. Just one man to be in agreement with heaven if he's standing on the earth. That I should not destroy it. In us, as God, he has the right to destroy evil. But he doesn't really want to. Especially when it has to do with human beings who were made in his image. He doesn't want to do it. And if he can find one man. And so he couldn't, so he sent his son. Because he found, among them, he couldn't find one. And the Bible says in Isaiah, Therefore my arm gave me salvation. In other words, God, I, got, I used my power to free myself from destroying. He came as a man. He came in as a man. We need to understand this. Jesus was a full man. A regular man. If you saw Jesus when he was growing up, there's no way on earth you will know that was God in the flesh. There's no way you know. Because he was a real man. There was no difference between, no difference between himself, no difference between himself and the rest of them. So he was so strong a man, his brothers didn't recognize that that was God living with them. They had no clue. Because he was just another man. Today we know he's the son of God, but he was just a real man. You have to understand, he was the real man that lived among us. Jesus never used any of his powers as God. Please understand that. He couldn't perform any miracle until the Holy Spirit came on him after his baptism. Remember that? He never did a single miracle. That's why his brothers read. His brothers, I believe it's John chapter 7. His brothers didn't believe. It was only after he rose from the dead that they changed their minds. He was just a man. They saw him just as a man. That was God's man that lived on the earth and could bridge the gap. And he obeyed all the way. Son of God means equal with God. In the time of Jesus, in Bible days, in New Testament, when if somebody, a Jewish man says, say he is the son of God, if a Jewish man say, I'm a son, I'm a, I'm a son of God, to the Jew, what he's hearing, you're saying you're God. That's the way it was. And you can find that in John chapter 5, verse 18. This was after he had healed the man who was at the pool. 
And they started challenging him. In verse 18, it says, Therefore the Jews sought all the more to kill him. Because he not only broke the Sabbath, because he healed that man on the Sabbath, but also said that God was his father. And what, how did they interpret that? Making himself equal with God. So when Jesus said he is the son of God, I am the son of God, to the Jew, what he's hearing, he's saying he's God. But look at what the Bible says. What Jesus himself said. Most of the time, if you read in the scriptures, Jesus never referred to himself as the Son of God. Most of the time, he referred to himself as what? Son of man. Means equal to a man. Just as equal to God, Son of man means equal to a man. Exactly a man. Exactly God. No difference. In other words, when Jesus was here, there was no difference between you and himself. He had to be baptized. The Holy Spirit had to come upon him. He was tempted on all sides. But God cannot be tempted. That's what James tells us. God doesn't tempt anyone and no one can tempt God. But God was tempted. Jesus was tempted. Only men get tempted. God doesn't get tempted. Jesus was a man when he was here with us on the earth. And so Jesus made his statement very clear. Because he was a man, you have to be a man to have authority to operate here on the earth. God cannot just operate on the earth without a man. He needs a man to agree with him or for a man that will allow God to come into his life and so through you he walks on the earth. And no one was worthy until Jesus went to the cross. Now because Jesus has gone to the cross, the door is the floor door, the doors are just open. And anyone can now come and God can inhabit you and do his work through you. Satan is also looking for somebody to use on the earth. Until you agree with him, he can't do a thing. If Eve had said to Satan, no, we're not going to do that, that would have been the end. We wouldn't have been in this. Because he would have no access. Even the Antichrist is going to be a man, a real man, that opened up for Satan to possess him. Because Satan doesn't have any right to do anything on the earth unless he goes through a man. He just cannot go there and kill somebody. Occasionally, he may get in your room and move the paper, but you can show him who has the authority. Is that what you can move the paper? I'll show you. I'll do it better than that. I'll just carry it instead of the, ooh, something moved the paper. You don't have to be scared. Tell him to get lost. You don't have rights to work here. This is our domain. Amen? If you want to do anything here, you come through us. And that's what Jesus did. God came through his son. Only men have authority on the earth. So when you have two people on the earth, two human beings agreeing on something, heaven opens. That's the issue. That's what I'm trying to communicate tonight. 
you and somebody else. Find somebody that agrees with you. You can tell what they are believing by what you see. The fruit is what you know. So if I'm looking for somebody, you know, have you all noticed those who are around Kenneth Copeland? You know Kenneth Copeland? Every, the man really has faith. In this finances thing, I don't understand it. But everyone that's close to him, read his book, draw from him, for some reason, they can't, I don't, if you ask them, they can't explain it. I, I was shocked when I heard, well, this minister has a jet. Oh, wow, that's fine. Another minister that works with him, a jet. Another one with a jet. And then I heard about the lady that was sitting with uh, Gloria Copeland in a meeting. And I thought, well, that's a new one. And then I went to Oral Roberts University and I was talking to somebody. She was there. She said, you know, that lady has a jet. So I said, everyone that goes to Kenneth Copeland has a jet. What's this matter? And somebody prophesied over Angela that she was going to be sitting with Gloria. And I said, Angela, I will be so glad when you go because when you get back, I'll be asking for my jets. <laughs> oh, yes. And if she comes back driving in a car, riding in a car, I said, you better go back and be with them until that jet is manifested. And uh, otherwise, you're just telling me a story. You really haven't been with them. But those who come in contact with that level of faith, before long, they imbibe the same level of faith. And they agree, and God begins to do wonders. I've seen the man in Africa ministering to his sons in Africa. And God's Guess what's happening? Even in Africa, God's giving these ministries jets. Hey. It's not that we live for jets. The real thing is the ministry. What is God doing? They need those jets. Somebody was talking to me. Why do they, these guests need jets? I said, you know, they have several churches around the world. Every corner of the world, they have a church and a large church. And this guy has, they, all the pastors in these churches all over the world, they want them to come and minister to them. You expect this guy to sit in the airport waiting for some schedule and a canceled flight? That's not going to work for the work of God. So God knows the time is short. So he's blessing them so that they can go around ministering the word of God. And I am not jealous of it. I want God to give them more so that they can convert the whole earth and fill the earth with the gospel. I don't care. They are my brothers. Let them do the work for their God. That's why they need it. It's not a sure thing. They need to preach the gospel. And if the people want to hear them, God give them whatever they want. Let them go. That's the important thing about it. So Jesus is was a full man. It's equal to man. Let me read this to you. Matthew 9 verse 6. But that you may know, that you may know, that the Son of Man has power where? On the earth. I would have, if I want to go through this, I will say, that you may know that the Son of God, is that what he said? No. He said, the Son of Man has power when he has been anointed. He has power on the earth to forgive sins. 
And remember, Jesus said, Whosoever, whosoever sin you forgive, is also forgiven. You know that? The Catholics have taken it to another level. <laughs> but that's what he said. If you read the scriptures, it's right there. He said, Paul even told the Corinthians, forgive him. If you forgive him, I forgive him. And heaven will forgive him. Paul was saying, you need to let the guys go. The guy go, he, he's, been too, you've, he's been in this thing too long. You need to forgive him so that he's forgiven in heaven. But that you may know that the Son of Man, not the Son of God, meaning a real man, and then he adds, on earth. On earth. If you are a man on earth, that's the important thing. God gave us this place. We just need to be in agreement with what God's telling us. That you may know. I want you to know that the Son of Man, He is a man, has power on the earth to forgive sins. Then He said to the paralytic, Arise, take up your bed, and go to your home. And the man did exactly that. And then if you read, the people rejoiced and said, We've never seen it like this. That God will actually give this power to a man. That they rejoice. They didn't know they were looking at God. They thought that was a man that God had given power. And the proof of it was the man healed. And they knew God would not walk with a man who is speaking a lie in that fashion. They said, we have never seen it in this fashion. But that's what Jesus said. And notice he said, son of man, right? That's why they rejoice. We've never seen it like this. No prophet has ever done this. But we are in the New Testament, a new era. So please stand up tonight today in faith with God. Look at another scripture. John chapter 5 verse 26 through 27. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has given, he has granted the Son to have life in himself and has given him authority to execute judgment because what? He is the Son of Man. God has given him the power to execute judgment, not because he is the son of God, but because he's a man. He is a man, full of the Holy Spirit, because he's in agreement with God. God has given him the right to execute judgment on the earth because he is the son of man. So what do we mean by executing judgment? I'm glad you asked. And I will close with this tonight. What does it mean? Jesus, this is John chapter 5. He had, just, he had just healed the man that was a paralytic. To execute judgment on the earth. What does that mean? Psalm 149. Please give me that scripture. Beginning from verse 6 through 9. And I'm going to close with that tonight for time. But understand, it, it, whatever you bind on earth will be what? Bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So this is what we're saying. Execute judgment 
also because he is the son of man. But then Jesus also said, I judge no man. Remember that? I judge no man. But he's executing judgment. What does this mean? Let's read Psalm 149. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth. Whose mouth? Our mouth. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance on the nations and punishments on the peoples. Now, he's not talking about flesh. He's talking about demonic forces. Okay? To bind their kings with chains. He's not talking about human kings. He's talking about demons, principalities and powers, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with feathers of iron, not physical one, to execute what? On them, the written judgment. This honor have all his saints. Praise the Lord. It's an honor we have to execute the written judgment. You know what the written judgment is? That's what Jesus said. God gave him the power to execute judgment because he's the son of man. And here we are told every saint has this honor to execute judgment, to put them in chains, to execute the written judgment. What's that? By his stripes, I am healed. That's the judgment. It's written. It's written. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That's a written judgment. And I'm a man. As long as I have Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I shall never know one. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, he says, you shall condemn. This is the heritage or inheritance of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, said the Lord. Isaiah chapter 54 verse 17. That's the written judgment. Let the high praises of God be in your mouth. Praise God constantly for what he has provided for you. Speak those words. We, we, we sang that tonight. It, we overcome by the power of the blood and by the word of our testimonies. We speak those words. That's the written judgment. Don't speak words contrary to the written judgment. Speak what is written about your life. And agree with the word. Agree with somebody about the written judgment. And see what God will do. If two shall agree concerning anything. You stand on the judgment. Because you are a man. Full of the Holy Spirit. Living on the earth. You know. You are more than you think you are. Because of the one who lives in you. I think when Jesus will eventually open our eyes to see the power that's at work in your life, my life, uh, we will want to come back to the earth to, to relive. Because we don't know everything yet. There's so much power 
that's in your work, your life right now. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 says, Unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask or even imagine or think, according to what? The power that's at work in us as a man on the earth. God is able to do way more. Exceedingly, abundantly above all you can ask. Two shall agree. Exceedingly, abundantly above just two people. Just two people. Without considering what you see in the natural, but considering only what you see in the written judgment which is the word of God. And you give God praise. And you hold that sword in your hand, the word of God, and you execute that written judgment. These are not fairy tales. That's the truth of the word of God. If we will practice the word of God, if you are willing and obedient, Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good of the land. And God's not just saying things. He means it. Just people are not willing to believe and to act on it. Forget your current circumstance and begin to think much bigger. Read Isaiah 54 from verse 1, verse 2. He says, extend the borders of your tent. Don't spare. Strengthen the stick. That's what we must do. Amen? For your life, for your family, for your church. Amen. Stand up with me tonight. I pray that God has spoken to your heart tonight. And now there is faith in your heart. Because the scripture says faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. And surely you heard the word of faith tonight. That's come into your mouth. And is already in your heart. In Jesus name. It's already there. So what we need to do then is to speak it. Believe it and speak it and execute the written judgment. What is it in your life that needs judgment on right now? Hello? You don't need to answer the phone according to my wife, but... uh, (laughs) What is it in your life that you don't like, that doesn't line up with the Word of God? Can you believe God tonight and begin to execute the written judgment with a lot of praise in your mouth, taking that, the sword of the word of God? Amen? Why don't you speak to that tonight? And remember, the Bible doesn't like gentle people. <laughs> Hello? Gentle towards... But don't punch your wife for that now. <laughs> when it comes to spiritual things, you got to be violent. Devour and take it by force, not flesh and blood, blood, okay? So, Matt, please don't point, listen. We'll ask you to repent. Real repentance. But speak to that force that's coming against your life and be violent about it. Because I've come to realize the enemy doesn't understand the language of being gentle. That's what's happening with ISIS and all of that. They don't understand that you don't negotiate with them. They don't listen to that. The only language they understand, Satan, is this language of violence with the word of God. Amen? 
So begin to throw down some bombs on him tonight. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Get those jets out, okay? And begin to put some bombs out. Father, we thank you. Your word will never return to you void. You are the God of the universe. We have nothing to be afraid of. For your word says, if God be for us, who can be against us? If God did not spare his son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Lord, you said all things are ours. All things are yours. God give us the wisdom and understanding to be able to get into the things that you've already given to us. For ear hasn't heard. It hasn't entered into the heart of man. The things that you have prepared for those who love you. And Father, we love you because you first loved us. We love you. Reveal these things to us by your Spirit and help us to execute the written judgment upon our enemies, the demons and the devils that are trying to steal from us. We thank you, Lord God, because we have received wisdom and understanding and revelation from your word. Through your word, you have made us wiser than our enemies. And they have nothing against us. They have nothing to do that will harm us. For your word says nothing, no weapon formed against us will prosper. And everything the enemy thought or spoken against us, even through people, none of them will see the light of day. They will never be fulfilled. We will be head and not tail, above and never beneath. Your blessings are coming upon us and overtaking us. We rejoice in your goodness tonight. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen.